Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 244 of the Player Player Podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to the both old and new additions to our crew tuning in to listen to us do what we do. And what is that, Arsene? Talk about video games. Talk about video games every Thursday of every week. We gather around the virtual water cooler, discuss video games and the culture surrounding them. I'm your host, Joseph Hooper, a.k.a. The Hoop Man, along with my co-host, the auto-generated Arsene Lakpa. Hey, guys, this is Arsene Lakpa. I just wanted to say that I am very thankful for everybody who listens to the podcast. Ha 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 ha. Insert funny meme sound here. Thank you guys All right. so much and tune in oh. to our fun episode. Dan, I didn't mean to cut off the auto-generated response there, but uh, uh-huh. oh, was that baked in from the previous response or was that in response to my response? Because I think that was, that's that, was, kinda, that was a response. Sorry. Oh, wow. That's kind of crazy. A delay, you know. Oh, that's interesting. That's really interesting right there. Anyway, guys, welcome to the show. Quick reminder, if you guys want to help support the show, as always, uh, links are in the description below. You guys can help support hosting costs for the year. Uh, little as a dollar would help, but you don't have to pay. If you guys want to support the show in other non-monetary ways, you guys can join the Discord, playerplayerpod.com slash Discord, follow us on Twitter, all that good stuff. The social links are in the description below as well. So check those out. Without further ado, let's talk about uh, the topic for today. I want to talk about two different things. One, what we've been playing, if we've been playing anything new, just kind of get that out there. And two, I want to talk about AI, all right? I want to talk mm, about the okay, newfangled okay. craze, AI, and how that relates to video games. But first, what you been up to? What you been playing? You know, we got a Steam Spring Sale has popped off uh, this past week by the time this episode's out. The sale's over. You guys missed it, so sorry to y'all. Y'all got to wait. Is it still active sale. right now? It's active right now, up until you know, literally Thursday at one p.m. Eastern. Oh dang! That That's unfortunate is. for for listeners of the podcast. Listeners of the pod, maybe I'll I'll throw a little something in the Discord. Say, hey, don't forget to buy your Steam games. I'm sure most of the people in the Discord who are Steam folks probably have already you know taken advantage of it. But anywho, I decided to go ahead and pick up a couple of games that had that have been on my wish list. Some of them I thought were going to be on sale. Some of them I thought were going to have bigger discounts, but that was not the case. But I said, eh, who cares? Let me go ahead and cop those games being before your eyes. You know, the lovely game that you uh, mentioned to me a while ago. And I'm like, I just got to get my hands on it. I want to I try that one out so bad. Uh, yes, Gator game also recommended Ooh, by you. Okay. Um, okay. So I'll, I'll be excited to get into that one once I finish up these uh, next two. Um, Patch Quest. Which, for those who at home who don't know, Patch Quest is a game that's been in the making for seven years by a sole developer named Liam or something or Lemon. I don't know. I <laughs> forgot Liam or his Lemon. Name. I forgot his name, but it's basically oh, nah. a roguelike Metroidvania with uh, light. Like, po- if you've ever played Pokemon Ranger, that specific iteration of Pokemon, that have they have that aspect in there where you gotta circle around monsters in order to like get control of them, and you can use them as like uh, mounts and basically use their like little animal abilities. Um, and you're trying to uncover the land, the the lore and the the secrets of this land that you're going through. Um, so yeah, super excited playing that one. I, I saw a, a streamer playing it, you know, about a week or two ago, and I was like, this looks interesting enough. And I gotta say. It, it 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 delivers. The only things okay. that I think that you know are a little 
crazy or the bullet hell aspects, I think that that can, you know, really uh, turn people away. But if you can make your way through that, I think most people would really enjoy it. It kind of has that Cult of the Lamb vibe where they kind of took a lot of genres and, like, you know, blended them together. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to wait till the end, till I get to the end of the game to, you know, make a judgment on whether or not it kind of falls in the same pitfall as Cult of the Lamb as being, like, too thinly spread. Mm-hmm. But for now, it seems pretty good. So, uh, okay, yeah. Shout out, shout out, patch, patch quest. Shout out, Liam or Lemon, whatever my man's <laughs> name is. God, um, damn. just look it up. God I'll look it. it up. I'll look it up. And then the last game, a game that's been on my list. It was, it was on my. I followed this person on Twitter years ago at this point because I was like, hmm, this is a quirky little game. And then one day, all of a sudden, I, I'm seeing like you know lots of posts, like retweets from this person. I'm like. Dang, why is this person posting so much, bro? Like, get this shit off mm-hmm. my of my Twitter timeline. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh shit, he actually they, they released the game. It's out finally. And that game is Pizza Tower. Pizza Tower. Pizza Tower, a Wario Land type game, which with a uh, hand drawn animations, very reminiscent of kind of like some of your older like '90s era platformers. You know, little Earthworm Jim type stuff, little Rayman mm-hmm. type stuff, and it's a movement based platformer i guess might be the best way to to describe it because you're really trying to like a movement based speed running platforming game you're going through these levels trying to get the best time trying to pick up you know the best combos in order to um you know just style on them bro it's a it's a fun game it looks very sloppy which you know i love games that look sloppy sloppy and ugly and just downright grotesque that's the game those are the games for me so uh, I recommend at least looking at Pizza Tower, maybe looking at some gameplay. I definitely don't think this is for everybody. It might be only for a few, only for the the, the bravest. It is not for the faint oh. of heart. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Why? Why least, do you say that? Because it's it, ugly, or it's just, it's just it's ugly how it and plays? It's, it, the way it plays is kind of. I don't know how to describe it, bro. Like you're you're you're, you're just schmoving, bro. You're just schmoving all over the place. And in some ways, it reminds me of Mario Kart, where I'm just holding down oh, the dash boy. button, running around the same way I was holding down the accelerate button in Mario Kart. I'm zooming, running in the wall, boom, boom, running up, up against the wall, up against the ceiling. But I'm having fun with it. I'm loving, okay. and I think at some point I'll probably get the flow state down to be really be able to bust out some combos. But in the beginning, it's kind of a it's kind of a tricky little game here, but it's fun that's all i can say is that it's a fun game and i recommend people at least looking into looking at it in some capacity okay i, I will look at it that's for sure i will look for at sure it. for sure so that's uh that's what i got on my plate how about you my friend before we go to me i am curious were you did you play before your eyes yet or did you just you just have it uh purchased i just have a purchase I'm trying to get through at least maybe make more progress in patch quest and then I'll hop on before your eyes. Um, before your eyes, I've already talked about an incredible game, and I do think one, we'll see. But you might cry. You definitely okay. might cry. And two, this might be one Angelica play as well. Okay. I've been trying to get Amanda to play this for the longest time. She refuses. She says, "Oh, I'll play it. I'll play it." <laughs> it's been months. I've been trying. Golly. Sooner, and how long sooner. Is it? It's like an hour and a half. Mm. You could beat it in one sitting for sure. Okay, but it's 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 really solid. Um, I'll get Amanda to play, and I'll I'll get her. I'll drag her on this podcast and make her give her testimony. 
Okay. Uh, unless she didn't like it, and then I won't allow her to speak on that. We got to get the most um, signi- significant others in on on this before your eyes. Uh, spoiler cast. Game yeah. Line. The spoiler cast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, from the Steam sale, I haven't played any of the games I bought, but I bought Tesla Grad because uh, I played okay. the demo for Tesla Grad Two um, at Steam Next Fest, and I really liked it. So I was like, let me let me check out Tesla Grad One. It was ninety nine cent. I mean, it looks old as shit, but I'm like, hey, yeah, it's old cent, can't beat that. Uh, picked up Owlboy. I've had that on my list oh, for a minute. Oh, I love Owlboy. So I'll probably start that uh, on the way to uh, PAX. I picked up Journey. Obviously, Journey is one of those iconic games people always talk about. Picked that one up as well. And I picked mm. up a little game called Later Alligator, all right? I picked okay. up this game called Later Alligator. The only reason I had it on my wish list is because I watched some YouTube video about, like, favorite indies played or something, <laughs> and they showed clips. I was like, this game looks dumb as hell, bro. It was just, like, the dumbest little bits and shit, and I was like, there's no way. I have to play this. So uh, I was completely sold. I-, I can't remember the name of the video where I saw it on, but... Just a few clips I saw. I was like, "This is hilarious!" I was dying. So yeah, I'm gonna have to get this one too. I love me some alligators, bro. I'll play it. I'll give my uh, I'll give my review maybe next week or whenever I get a chance to play it. But um, I'm very excited about that one. The two games I've actually been playing. One, I finally finished uh, uh, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD for the Wii. Wind Waker for the Wii U. Wind Waker? For Whoa. The Wii U. Wait, wait, I play wait, on wait, Steam Deck. Wait. I play on Steam Deck. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can't say that by legal means. No, no, okay. no. There we go. This is why legally. Legal. I own a copy. I own a copy on Wii U. So it's legal. Okay. I can do it. It's legal. Yeah. yeah. Um finally played it. Uh I've been wanting to play it for a long time. Ever since they started rumors about like having a remaster come to Switch. And this last Nintendo Direct was the last straw. I was like, all right, if y'all not going to remaster it, I'll just play it on Steam Deck. I'm not playing with y'all no more. Damn. Uh, so I did. And the game is both incredible and frustrating at the same time, all right? I it's get frustrating that. because it was made, it was clearly made in a time where motherfuckers had all day, all right? Where games weren't <laughs> releasing, <laughs> like, frequently. Holy shit, where right. You bought the Wind Waker, and that was your game for the year, for the six months or whatever. Especially yeah. if you're a little kid who can't buy rated tier or M games, all right? So, I'm playing this game. This game doesn't tell you jack shit. And apparently, this is this is the upgraded version, where they took out even more obtuse stuff. So, I'm playing it. And literally, I had to use a guide, bro. I haven't had to use a no guide shame, in bro. No so shame. long. But there's there are moments where I'm li- they're literally like, <laughs> there's like I went to a, a dungeon, for example, and it's like, oh yeah, like I played my little Wind Waker, activated it, and he's like, oh no, you have to find this person uh, that can that can help you open it. I'm like, uh, okay. And I like I'm like, okay, where is he? And they're just like, Yeah, look at the look at the symbol on the wall. <laughs> That's familiar, ain't it? I'm like No, what the fuck? I can't even make out what this is. What is this? Who am I supposed to find, bro? There's no markers, there's no shit. And you know what? This made me realize, all right. Every time motherfuckers are talking about, I want a real authentic game. I want to play Red Dead with no map. I want this, that, and the other. No, oh, you don't. Hell no, no, you yeah. don't. Because that shit is ass, bro. You <laughs> missed one little sentence, and now you're like, where am I supposed to go? You missed some context from two hours ago, and you're like, 
now I have no clue what you're referencing. Uh, there's moments. There's a moment where I'm trying to... Another part of the game, I'm playing it, I'm playing it. Like, I get to this point where I, I get the the sword, his fucking... What is Master it called? Sword. Master Sword. Uh-huh. Like, I restore power to it. And then they're like, oh yeah, you guys have, you have to find the fucking nine shards of the yes, Triforce the, oh and bring that. God. I'm like, where are those? Nine. Where are those? And they're like, oh, you got to find this map that has all the, shard, the Triforce maps, pieces bro. on it. Oh my God. And then there was this one moment where you have to find this fucking deed to this house. First of all, I didn't even know how to get into the house. You got to go to this lady, get the fucking deed. That took a whole thing. I get to the house. There's this fucking puzzle on the wall where you slide it around and you like recreate this 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 thing. I'm working on this fucking slider puzzle for 30 minutes, 40 oh, minutes. Holy. And I'm just like, there's no way. I cannot I cannot get this slider puzzle. Like, I, I might just have to put the game down because I cannot get this slider puzzle. I look at a guide online. These motherfuckers are like, oh, yeah, the slider puzzle, that's only for rupees. If you look above you, there's a little crank oh that you pull down, God. and that'll open up a secret door. I'm like, no, what the hell? Who is supposed to figure this stuff out? Yeah, you oh, got my hold. God. But the game is designed very well. There's a lot of cool physics stuff that are, like, reminiscent of Breath of the Wild. Hey, you, you take this wooden bat, you put it in a torch, you can then use that to burn something away, X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. I like it for that. I think the mecha- mechanically it's sound. It's just a little obtuse for somebody who ain't got all day. Um, yeah. So that's my review of Wind Waker. I'm, is, from your discussions, it sounds like you beat it. Yes, I, I beat it a while ago. I Did I have the... I might have actually had a Wii U copy on the okay. Wii U, if I'm not mistaken. Just like me, yeah. Just yeah. like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that I, but I, I played it on, you know, my Wii U um, okay. back in the day. And I, I feel like at the time, I'm thinking back, I have very fond memories of it because at the time, I believe I was in high school, so I did have all day. You know, <laughs> I had the time of day, so I didn't have to, yeah. you know, worry about like, oh, damn, like, what's going to happen? Like, you know, I don't remember what's going on two hours ago, blah, blah, blah. I think yeah. I had the time of the day, and it was a, it was a very fun game. I tried it playing it uh, previously, like the original version. Which mm-hmm. I, you know, definitely had on my GameCube, um, but I just never, you know, really sat down until I got it on the Wii U. So yeah, 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 good game. I'm, you know, I'm proud of you because is this is your first Zelda game you beat? That was my first Zelda this game I beat. Once you beat one, I'm on the board, baby. I'm on the board. I'm getting ready for uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Got to go back, polish off uh, uh, Breath, Breath of the Wild. Wild. We'll get it done. We'll get it done. Don't worry about you gotta it. Gotta we'll get, get it done. And then get Skyward Sword while you're at it. Maybe I won't do that. Maybe on sale. I won't be doing that one. Um, and the final game I, I played was, or I am playing, Chained Echoes, baby. Okay. Chained Echoes. I, w- I was like, mm, should I play? Should I not? Like, you know, Resident Evil's right around the corner. Hey, we're at the point. Fuck Resident Evil, bro. I'm not worried about it right now. We'll Ooh. get it when we get it. Chain Echoes is my primary, uh, my primary task right now. This game is good. If the people at home, if you don't know, Chain Echoes is a turn-based RPG, um, and it's an indie game, and it's early. I'm only a couple hours in, but I'm like, this indie game can hang with so many of, like the what we remember as like the AAA 
turn-based RPGs. This game is so polished. It's gorgeous. The music is great. And the thing that people talk about in terms of like why it's so good is that it takes all of the pain points from traditional turn-based RPGs and it just solves all those problems. For example, okay. there's no like after every battle, you're automatically sent to full health, all right? Okay. So you have less incentive like to hoard items. You can do more item management in battles. You can go all out with your characters. You don't have to save ultimate moves or, or ability points or anything like that for later fights. You're always recharged. So that's awesome. Uh, two, you move hella fast. So you're when you walk <laughs> around the towns, when you walk around the world, you're moving, which is really nice. Uh, three, there's this really interesting system where... You have like you know you have your typical four slots for characters, but you really can play with eight characters at a time because you can chain characters together. So essentially, oh. you have your four characters, and if you chain other characters to your main crew, you can swap them out. So you can like tag them out, and then those characters come in with their own health bar, their own like skill points and stuff like that. So if you have one guy that's super low on the verge of death. Hey, you can swap them out for some guy that's completely refreshed and ready to go. Um, they have some really cool effects where you can chain elemental attacks that do more damage. Like they have this oil ability where you can put oil on an enemy and then you can hit them with fire and it'll do mm. like mega damage. Cool stuff like that. All the characters have their own ultimate abilities that are really cool. Um, and then there's like this nice song and dance with this battle gauge where the more attacks you do, the closer you get to filling up like your battle gauge and like when you're in this green zone of the gauge you have like reduced damage you do more attack and you basically get like a buff all around but then like as you keep using special moves and stuff like that your gauge keeps filling up and you'll eventually go into the red zone and you'll start taking more damage and your attacks will be reduced in x y and z so you have to kind of use like each turn, there's like a special type of move that you can use that'll reduce your gauge. Uh, so it's like maybe this turn using a magic ability will reduce your gauge. So you have to do that dance to kind of stay in the green zone and, and max out your your ability. It's really cool. It's really cool. I might have to, you might be selling me on this one. I, I saw the the gameplay footage and I was like, this is just another JRPG. I could just wait till see the stars. Nah, you gotta you gotta pray. This is the pre. This is the pre-pre to the Sea of Stars. Um, okay. And then also, so far, story is really good. Like, story is really interesting. Characters always got some funny shit to say. Like, <laughs> there are little secrets in the world. Like, I walked up on uh, some kids, like, talking to each other. And, like, it was like an overhearing thing. And one kid was like, no, you got to believe me. I saw a humanoid carrot. And then, like, later in that same little area, you can find a humanoid carrot you chase down the carrot and then he'll like lead you back to his gang of vegetables and it's like a secret boss fight that you find it's just like Mm. crazy shit like that um and it encourages you not to grind there's like this bonus reward system where it's like oh you go into this world and there's like maybe 10 or 12 different little like achievements you can unlock in this area to give you bonuses and items and stuff that help you level up and that'll always give you more points than grinding so it's more incentivized to like explore and and do certain challenges than just fighting the same monster so so far 
Shit is fire. And then I didn't even get into the fucking Skymax because I haven't even gotten into that part of the <laughs> game yet. So Skymax. Holy. It's good, man. It's good. I'm all I'm completely sold. I'm excited to play more for the next couple weeks. So shout out to Shout out to uh Chain Echoes, man. It's okay. a really, really good game. Cool. Uh to wrap out the show, I did want to talk about AI. Because for some reason, AI is like the NFTs of last year. Where, first of all, yes. everybody, every motherfucker is talking about AI. All, all of a sudden. <laughs> and somehow, <laughs> NFTs, I can kind of understand. Because NFTs, while it is complicated sounding, like, you don't got to do a lot of work to spin up, like, your own NFT. Like, you can basically copy some code, deploy it, and you basically have your own NFT template. For mm-hmm. AI... I thought this shit took time to spin up. I, I thought you had to take all this data, you had to train all this, train all these models and stuff. And apparently, Google got AI now, just you know, out of nowhere. Microsoft obviously ChatGPT kind of set the things in motion, but ChatGPT went off. Then Google was like, "Actually, yeah, we have our own. We're going to release that today." Basically, we got you know people talking about, "Hey, we got this image AI software," and I know it's been around for a while. Maybe it's just getting more popular now. That chat mm-hmm. GPT took off. Well, we got all this AI shit. And there's an interesting discussion going around because there's there's a lot of people almost are treating is almost is treating AI like NFTs, where they're like, hey bro, if you're mentioning AI, I don't want to <laughs> hear it. They don't really it's not really treated as a scam like NFTs are, but they're kind of just like AI is not good. We're not trying to fuck with that. Get that out of here. So I want to hear your opinions on AI. I obviously saw that you said that when uh, Corridor Digital showed their AI animation, you were like, that kind of looks like dog shit. So I want to mm-hmm. get your general thoughts on how this AI 2023 year has been. I think it's definitely an oversaturated, you know, or an overused terminology. It's, it still feels very, like, trendy. You know, it's just like the hip thing for people to talk about and for people to, like, kind of, you know, participate in at this point. Um, that doesn't mean that there is not potential for it. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of the ones that's like, oh my God, AI is just the worst, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think, I think that's just where technology is probably going to be moving within the next couple of years. Um, I just don't think we're ready yet. I think people are still, people are out here trying to like hype it up and act like it's like, you know, like oh yeah, like count your days, artists, your jobs are going out of the window. <laughs> you guys, we're, we're not going to need you to draw our little concept artists. And I'm like, first of all, I don't think that's ever going to be the case because I think that you got like maybe an AI could give references or like you know give mm-hmm. some type of like you know prompts and ideas but you mm-hmm. gotta have that that manpower you gotta have that human creativity if you can create an ai that has the same like you know creativity level as a person mm-hmm. then by all means i guess sure go ahead and like you know put that bad boy out here but from my understanding at least these ai models are like you know <clears throat> taking the you know the work that real artists have already, they, they're taking the, the legwork, using that as references, and then spinning up their own thing. So at that point, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I mean, are you, what is it really doing? It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of making a little amalgamation. It's not yeah. really making its own, we're not really, you know, making anything with that. And I don't know if, uh, I just don't think we're ready yet. But I still, I, I, like, some, I like some of the things we're doing. I, as to the, the point about Corridor Digital, 
I don't know, bro. That that shit was not looking. <laughs> I think like once again, like I'm saying, it has potential. At some point, it could look good. But if you're gonna show me that as like a uh, like a proof of concept, it looks terrible. Like why not just rotoscope? You could have just rotoscoped the whole thing because that's what literally what it was. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, it looks like a, it looks like it was a a Snapchat filter. Like I said, a poorly done Snapchat filter, and uh, uh, you're not really. <laughs> like what's the point like give that's me a it. finished product i want corridor digital to give me a finished product that's all i'm going to say to them okay. right now okay corridor versus player player pod the corridor versus player now. player give me a finished product nico i'm calling you out <laughs> um so starting from the beginning i kind of agree with most of the stuff you said mm-hmm. um i am someone who is like hey i am all for new technology like i'm i think when we have new ideas and new concepts and like new tools, I think that's cool. But then it, like it's up to obviously creators to figure out how they're going to actually use those tools of value. I remember having this conversation about NFTs on the podcast like a, a year ago and saying like, how can we actually use this for video games and make a cool something cool or, or valuable out of it? And we kind of debated back and forth. It turns out nobody had a good application. Like if somebody tomorrow was like hey we're going to use nfts to do x y and z and we can only use, we can only accomplish this or we can best accomplish this using nfts i was still like okay that's cool but every single like um application of nfts was a cash grab um was half baked was kind of mm-hmm. just you know buzzwords stuff like that ai is interesting because in the gaming space I'm not really seeing that yet. Um, in general, yeah, like on the art side, I obviously see why people have complaints. AI has to basically steal other artists' work or real artists' work to be able to generate stuff that people actually like. And then at that point, like you said, what is it really doing? So I understand the debate about that. I do think it's pretty cool to see stuff like Mid Journey and stuff spit out images that are. So believe. I mean, we saw. I saw the picture of fucking Donald Trump getting tackled by the police when I woke up in the morning. I was like, "What the hell is this? Is this did this actually happen?" And that was all AI generated. I'm like, "Wait a second! All right, we're getting kind of crazy out here." Um, but uh, I think it as a tool is very interesting. Um, I think the value I see in it is like just like any cool tool. Like, hey, make my life easier. So. As a person who creates things, I can focus on the creative stuff more, right? And, and get rid of the stuff that takes a lot of time, the stuff that ends up being filler or wasting time. Like, I was making a, I uh, put out like a Last of Us video on my YouTube channel, and I spent hella time trying to put the text on the thumbnail behind Joel and Ellie in the, in the picture. And I sort mm. of had to, like, you know, I had to copy, you know, uh, trace the characters, copy them, paste them on another layer on top of the text. If I just had an AI that could somehow just knew exactly what I did and, and do it for me, that's something where I'd be like, hey, that's that's kind of cool. Um, and that's kind of what I see in gaming, all right? Because I'm curious what you're thinking about this, but I have a couple different propositions on how AI can help gaming. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, NPCs, if NPCs have a AI system, they can be more intelligent and lifelike um, and adapt to the player's actions. 
procedural content generation. We're already kind of doing that in games. Uh, balancing game difficulty. So automatically, you know, balancing difficulty based on players' actions. Personalized experiences for each player based on their behavior and preferences. Um, natural language processing and real-time strategy. Um, all those things are things that ChatGPT gave me just 30 minutes ago when I asked them uh, how, AI, okay. how AI could be okay. used in video games. So that's an AI telling you how AI can be used in video games. Uh, Self-promo. Self-promo. I'm curious what <laughs> you think about AI and maybe like how you can foresee them either leading to more interesting games or, you know, either from a development perspective where, hey, you can use AI to do this so you can focus on this. Or, hey, I'm playing the game and I'm interacting with AI this way for a positive experience. Do you have any visions on how that mm-hmm. how that could be? Off the dome, just based off of the, the suggestion that you got from ChatGPT that you just mentioned, I'm imagining a Bethesda-level game where, you know, one thing that we, I feel like we're always priding Bethesda for is those, like, you know, those random encounters. Like, you know, in Fallout 4, it was like, or was it Fallout 4? I think it was like that mm-hmm. random little boy or something. Like, you stumble upon him in the wasteland, and he's like, hey, can you help me find my mom or your daddy or something? And you have to, like, go and help him do X, Y, Z, or maybe, you know, you got to go and help X, Y, Z person in this other town. If we kind of try to tackle that aspect of, you know, personalized experiences like what you uh just mentioned i'm imagining a scenario like a game where nobody's having the same quest lines you know mm-hmm. or the, you you may have a vi- of there's maybe a vision for a main storyline that the developers you know create quests for but then you allow mm-hmm. all your side quests to be uh just an another level add another level of dynamic to it i don't know if that's mm-hmm. the right word to for that but instead of just having uh preston garvey saying another settlement needs your help now all <laughs> of a sudden you've got like this uh based off of oh as a fallout character i was messing around with these raiders now all of a sudden the raiders are starting to attack preston garvey and now there's like this whole feud and then actually two of the people are in love or something and you gotta like you know break up a romeo and juliet situation or you gotta help out romeo and juliet and then based on how you resolve that the ai decides how best to kind of like write that storyline so i think you know that that could be an interesting little way to kind of inject that i have no idea how that would ever work i don't know if that Mm -hmm. could ever be done in real life but if we could get to a point where we could dynamically generate quest lines and like actual Mm -hmm. actually not just quest lines but like the actual gameplay the actual like npc interactions Mm -hmm. that could be something that could put your game on the map that you'll keep your game in people's uh laps for years the minimum see i I'm in the same camp as you, but I would be a little different. Like, mm-hmm. I like the personal touch of a lot of, a lot of the uh, quest lines and stuff in Fallout. But what I do want to see, like, more personalized or, or maybe, you know, using AI to, to me. But I don't know why I can't speak right now. But basically, <laughs> what I would want to see improved is, like, the villagers or like the townsfolks in cities and the actual conversations you have inside the quest lines like a lot of times you like we all know rpgs give you like three different responses and 
you know, they all kind of lead to the same ending. But it's like, hey, I'm saying this uh, person responds this way, X, Y and Z back and forth. I think it would be pretty cool if you could have some like more like a wider range of responses and reactions to the stuff that you're saying to a character and the stuff that you have a chance to say to the character. Right. So like based off of uh, like some starting dialogue options, you pick an option, the character decides to somewhat randomly respond in an angry mood this way. And as a result, you have some very unique dialogue options to respond to their response. And so you have like a more natural conversation. Like I, I know like a lot of games in the past that had like the renegade or the, or the good system, you mm-hmm. like have three options and you're like, eh, none of these are like really what I want to say. Or like you pick one option and you have like this baked in, like, like it'd be like, tell them that I don't want to go here. And your character would be like, fuck you. I'm not going to go yeah. here. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I didn't want to say go that. that crazy. So like, it would be cool to have like a more nuanced conversation uh, cycle to to be able to like personalize your experience. Like if I came back to you and I said, yeah, I did this quest. And they told me like, hey, man, they were really pissed that I said this, this and this. And you're like, oh, really? Like I kind of said the same thing, but they weren't as upset. Maybe because I said it this way. Like I think that would be really cool. And even just talking to, to villagers, right? A lot of times it's just filler text. They're just kind of saying this, that, or the other. But if you could have like genuine, authentic conversations, um, maybe based off of the stuff that you've done in the game and they've like heard about you and, and they react and, and automatically have like a specific response based off of that. I think that could be cool. I think that could add a lot to RPG games specifically. Um, yeah. Cause they, they tend to suffer. In that regard. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, other than that, I just hope that it is you. I mean, I think mostly it's going to be used in development to speed up uh, the development process or mm-hmm. kind of get some of the filler work out of the way so people can focus on some of the more creative stuff, I hope. Like, I highly doubt we're going to get to a point where, I mean, sure, AI will probably be spitting out games. But the best of the best, the AAA games, the the games that actually end up rising to the top, are not going to be entirely AI generated, right? They're going to use AI for the small stuff, and then the actual good developers are going to come in and, and focus their time on stuff that actually needs polish and and whatnot. Do you think? Um, do you ever think there's a you know long from now? Is there a, a world we live in in which the AI can do the whole process? From, you know, the ideation where, you know, a uh, big wig CEO says, make me a game on, you know, the next Elder Scrolls game. And then mm-hmm. it, is, it makes Elder Scrolls 23 and it's a perfect game. Uh, I mean, I think no. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. But I, I don't I honestly don't think we'll get there because I feel like. There's so much human input that goes into making the games good. Like to have a unique game that stands out and that feels different, you need the human interact. Like a human could say, "Hey, do this, do that, do that," and just you know keep giving an input to make sure it's tailored to do all the things that would make the game unique. And the game just actually the AI just generates all the stuff. But I feel like games are just so big and so intricate, and there's so many different processes that come together to make a good game like level design ai um 
I don't know, art. Like I feel like it's it would be hard for an AI to do that in a way that feels authentic. Um, I hear you. But I don't know. We'll see. I think we're really far away from that. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like the basic shit we're still, like, far away from. I mean, like, even PlayStation put out fucking PS5 game help or whatever. And that seems like <laughs> the best opportunity for AI. And I feel like we're still very far away from AI being able to help you in the game and say, hey, you should probably go here. Or you should do this, that, or the other. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think I think I'm very excited about the future of AI in terms of a specific tool and in, in giving games more personality. As weird as that sounds, like AI is giving a game more personality, I think it will because I feel like a lot of stuff, like we said, like in RPGs or whatever, a lot of the world is just kind of filler and a lot of times developers just write whatever in there and focus on the main main content. Right. Um, even in Fallout or or you know future uh skyrim or or starfield like the worlds are so big i might be wrong starfield might come around and in the fall and everything might feel super hand tailored and and polished and even every person in the town will feel like a cool real person but i have a feeling that it won't like 50 (laughs) percent 60 70 percent of the motherfuckers are just gonna be talking about absolutely nothing so um we'll see we'll see for real Cool. for sure yeah all right uh i think we can wrap it up there we'll see what happens with ai in the future maybe i'll find an ai generated game at pax this weekend this upcoming that weekend. would be we'll crazy see. that would be crazy maybe shot one maybe that's what they're trying to do over there <laughs> that's why it's taking them so long, long. Yeah. Jeez. we'll see we'll see um but yeah i think it's an interesting topic and i hope I think once the like public hype dies down and the like actual engineering like hype kind of starts building up, I think that's when we'll actually see some good stuff. Because like if we look at Unreal Engine, right? Like Unreal Engine is doing some shit that people had to do painstakingly and by hand, you mm-hmm. know, a long time ago, and now it just basically handles a lot of shit out of the box lighting and and the fucking. I don't know the triangles, polygons, yeah, yeah, the little polygons, all of that stuff. It's just you can think of that as AI in a way, where it's like, hey, we're just doing this for you smartly, uh, so that you don't have to worry about it. And I think I can already see Unreal Engine. I think six. We're on five right now, so mm-hmm. I can see six being like, yeah, we got AI in here. So yeah, if you want to, if you want to generate some dialogue options for all these NPCs, just put in this prompt and. uh we could do it for you. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see the UE6 conference. How long, how long was it going to when, what was, what was the, I wonder what the time difference between UE4 and UE5 was. I don't know. It seemed like a big deal last year when they were talking about UE5. <laughs> they were going crazy. Wow, okay. Probably probably won't see it until the uh, next gen, I would imagine. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. Sense. True, true, true. But, I don't know. It's UE5. We're, halfway, we're almost halfway through this current gen. And nobody has barely even used UE5, so it'll probably be the gen yeah. after this one. Yeah, I could. Your kid, your kid will probably that. do a little essay on UE6. PS7. Yeah, <laughs> on PS7. 7. UE6. I mean, that's, 
The PlayStation 7, only if uh, the Activision Blizzard deal doesn't go through and put PlayStation out of business. Like they're saying <laughs> it right. will. So, we'll see. Wait, we'll UD4 see. came out in 2005. Yeah, that's a long-ass time ago. It's uh, 15 years ago. Yeah. God damn. Huh. All right, everybody. This was a, this was a more water cooler... This is a water cooler ass water cooler type conversation. Thank you all for listening. Let us know about your opinions on AI in the Discord playerplayerpod.com slash Discord. If you enjoyed, if you want more episodes, if you want to hear about PAX East next week, please subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. Rate us five stars on iTunes and Spotify and tell your friends about us. If you want updates about future episodes and giveaways, if you want to submit a question to the show, just join the Discord, have a good time, come talk to us, uh, or follow us on social media at playerplayerpod. Big shout out to Aaron Miller for the intro music. Follow him at the Miller Child on Instagram. Uh, you can find my co uh, Arsene as Pax Arsenica on Twitter and Twitch or Arsene Lockbaugh on Instagram. You can find me on social media as the Hoop Man where the E is a three. Until next time, guys, keep gaming. Game on, folks.